What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, trade season is is here. We have our first major trade, I'd say. We've had a couple of trades already, but nothing big. But the Angels have made a statement in two ways. The Angels came out and said they are not going to trade Shohei Otani. They're not going to, so I am wrong. And they're going to be buyers, because I sat here a week ago saying they needed to sell. And they went out and won a bunch of games and decided they're going to be buyers. They're going to keep Otani. That's the first thing. The second thing is they went out and they made a trade and they made good on their word. They went and acquired Lucas Giolito from the White Sox. So that definitely proves that they're serious about buying because they went out and just did that. Just hours after the report surfaced that they're not going to be trading Otani. So they went ahead and they acquired Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez in exchange for catcher Edgar Kiro, who is the Angels' number two prospect, and left-hander Kai Bush, the Angels' number three prospect. So the Angels haven't reached the postseason since 2014. That's when they were swept in the ALDS by the Royals. But Otani is scheduled to become a free agent this season, or following this season. And Mike Trout hasn't ever won a postseason game. So it really appears they're trying to make a big push to end their playoff drought this year because this this is the chance they have. I mean, with the two best players in the world on their team. I mean, Trout's injured right now, but hopefully he'll be back. They want to give it a shot. Lucas Giolito, he just turned 29 two weeks ago, but he finished top 11 in the AL Cy Young each year from 2019 to 2021. Last season, he did struggle to a 4.9 ERA and 30 starts for Chicago. So far this year, he has bounced back. In 21 starts, he has a 3.79 ERA. And he's given up two runs or fewer in seven of his last nine. And fun fact, he is a SoCal native. He is from the Los Angeles area. So it's a bit of a homecoming for him. But the starting rotation is definitely an area of need for the Angels because outside Otani, the rotation has been very mediocre. I mean, none of the other four starters have an ERA of under 4.16 this season. It's been guys we know, Reed Detmers, Patrick Sandoval, Tyler Anderson, and Griffin Canning, but they've been very mediocre. So bringing Giolito definitely helps them because he's going to bring his 3.79 ERA, which is, which is better than what they have already. And, of course, in exchange, the Angels had a part with two of their top three prospects. So this is going to help beef up the White Sox farm. I mean, you have Kiro. He's the catcher. And he is 20 years old, a switch hitting catcher with power. He's still adjusting to double A this season. But last year, we saw him put up some big numbers, some power numbers in single A. And Bush, you have 23-year-old, six foot six left-handed pitcher who posted a 3.67 ERA for double A last season. This year, he has struggled between the complex league and double A. But these are two of the Angels' top three prospects. Nonetheless, they're going to beef up the White Sox system. So trade season is here, folks. We have our first major trade. So, more trade deadline news. Eduardo Rodriguez is a hot commodity. So, as contenders around the league are looking to upgrade their starting rotations, another guy who's going to be looked at, another AL Central pitcher, Erod, Tri- uh, Detroit Tigers left-hander. A lot of scouts have been at his recent starts. So, this is what I wonder. <laughs> is it really necessary for scouts to go to games anymore with what we know, with the kind of technology we have with video and with Obviously, all these tracking, fan graphs, pitch FX. 
StatCast. Is it really necessary to go to games anymore? I don't know. Of course, I'm sure there are other things I want to watch. Maybe mechanics. You can get a closer look from some camera angles that you don't normally see. But I, I'd be surprised if there, there are any camera angles that these... Or there are any angles that these cameras don't pick up on and that these scouts don't have access to. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me sounding kind of old right now. I, I don't I, I don't know. But nonetheless, this is... Well, I guess I'm going to be sounding old. I'm be sounding young. But nonetheless, Erod is having a stellar year. I mean, his first half was really good. A 2.13 ERA in 11 starts. But then he had a left index finger injury, which landed him on the injured list for five weeks from late May to early July. And, yeah, I mean, he's pitched since his return four times. Two good starts and two bad starts. So, it, it, it's been a good year, though. Nonetheless, the big question regarding Erod is whether he plans to opt out of the final three years and $49 million of his contract at the end of the season because the opt-out clause could complicate trade scenarios for some clubs because most people expect him to exercise that clause and become a free agent. Any team that acquires him would be taking on his contract without knowing that for sure. Assuming he has a strong finish of the season, Erod's definitely going to opt out, almost assuredly, which would put him in a deal in a, a position to land a deal worth more than the $49 million he's owed. But the fact that he has a spotty health history, he's only topped 150 innings twice in his career, there's definitely some risk involved for any club that trades for him. But he's definitely a, a commodity at this point. He's a commodity, been really good for the Tigers, so anyone who trades for him. 2.95 ERA overall in the year, that's, that's going to get the job done for sure. And I will, you know, shout out World Series champion, of course, Eduardo Rodriguez. You know what he did with the Red Sox in 2018. Speaking of the Red Sox, the Red Sox rallied late in another thriller. They beat the Braves. They beat the Braves on ESPN on Wednesday night. 5-3 victory over Atlanta in one of the most thrilling games of the season at Fenway Park. I mean, Red Sox are surging right now. They've turned the tables on Spencer Strider and then Atlanta's bullpen. This was a nice victory. It was also the largest crowd at Fenway. Since August of 2019. And it was the fourth win in the row for the Red Sox, which pushed the record to 15 and 5 since June 30th. That's the best record in MLB over that span. That's almost a month. And obviously, you know, I had the all-star break in there. But uh, the fans were into it. Tristan Cassis hit a solar dinger and he stayed hot. Red hot. This dude is is on fire right now. The guy on the mound for the Red Sox, none other than Brian Bayo. This dude has been that guy. He matched zeros with all-star Spencer Strider for the first five innings. You know, Bayo is the Red Sox' first exciting homegrown pitcher in a while. So a lot of people are in Boston are excited to see him play. But this is a good team they just beat, the Atlanta Braves. So looking at the standings, like I said the other day, you know, for some teams, every game does matter. I wouldn't say the Red Sox are quite there right now. Of course, they're seven games back in the division, which is a huge gap. Not insurmountable, actually, at this point. But one and a half games back in the wild card, that AL East is just a, is just a, a beast this year. Because even the Yankees are still in the playoff hunt; they're only two and a half games back in the wild card. But Boston is the hottest team in baseball right now. They won four straight. They've won fifteen of the last twenty. We'll see. They're playing good teams right now. They're playing the Braves, so we'll see what else. Well, they they swept the two game series against the Braves, so they're going to San Francisco. 
and they'll have a series with the Giants over the weekend. More trade news. The Dodgers have acquired Ahmed Rosario from the Guardians in exchange for Noah Syndergaard. So they landed Kike Hernandez on Tuesday. That was a trade bringing Kike back home. But they went ahead and got a shortstop Ahmed Rosario. Obviously, we know how this year started with Gavin Lux tearing his ACL during spring training. They haven't had you know, that, that true shortstop all year long. You know, the, they, the guy they wanted to be there got hurt. They go out and they get Ahmed Rosario right now. Rosario at this point, you know, 27 years old from the DR, he gives the Dodgers another right-handed bat to play against lefties. Even by adding Kike on Tuesday, I mean, they they needed someone else, you know, to, they needed someone else for sure. Because it's going to be a platoon. They don't have that everyday shortstop. If you look at Rosario's numbers against lefties, 816 career OPS against lefties. This season, 822 OPS against lefties. So that is what you're going to get for him. And obviously, elite speed. Cindergard, honestly, getting rid of him was the bonus of the deal. I know that sounds that sounds bad, but that's true. He was a disastrous signing for the Dodgers this offseason. He was expected to be a big piece of rotation, but he just became a liability. And he was placed on the injured list last month with what they called a blister issue. He pitched a few rehab games with AAA Oklahoma City, but didn't fare well, posting a 5.4 ERA and two starts at AAA. So they're moving on from Noah Syndergaard, and the Guardians will see what they can do with him. But yeah, Dodgers continue to make some moves. Let's move to Houston, where the Rangers beat the Astros in what was a chippy game. A chippy game for sure. So it started by Andrew Haney hitting Jordan Alvarez. And he had just returned from the injured list, right, oblique strain. Literally his first game back. And... This was just after Haney allowed a three-run homer to Alex Bregman. He hits Alvarez in his first at-bat back. And Framber Valdez hits Marcus Simeon with a first-pitch sinker. And, uh, you know, obviously that that was not uh, taken well by Simeon. And then Simeon's next at-bat, he hits a huge two-run homer to put the Rangers up 6-3. to And then you also had... Two at-bats later, Nathaniel Lowe gets brushed back by a pitch. They nearly hit him for ball four. He took offense. He was chirping at Framber Valdez on the way to first. And then it all blew up. The next inning, from not Framber, Adolis Garcia hit a grand slam, towering 448-foot blast to left field, his 25th home run of the season, which put Texas up 13-3. to And, yeah, that, that was... Uh, Semyon was on third... He, he touches home plate, and then as soon as Garcia is rounding the bases, he and Maldonado, the catcher, are cha- exchanging words, and then all of a sudden, you see benches clearing. Obviously, there was a lot of bad blood here. The aftermath is that you have Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve coming off the injured list, and back in the Astros lineup, and then to see them get hit, or one of them get hit, Alvarez, obviously Astros, Astros players are not going to take Kindly to that. From Valdez definitely hit Semyon intentionally, although he tried his best to... It was a good acting job. He pretended like it was an accident. But at the end of the day, Texas responded with the bats. I mean, put all the brawls and the, the beef aside. I mean, Texas really... They routed, they routed the Astros here. And more importantly, they maintained a slight edge in the division because these two teams meet once more this season, September 4-6 to 6 in Arlington, but it's going to be neck and neck for the rest of the way. It's going to be neck and neck for sure. I mean, this is a 13-5 win last night for 
Texas, but I mean, these two teams are only separated by a couple games in the standings, which can flip at any moment. Just two games separate the Rangers and the Astros. So don't don't be surprised if the Astros hang in there and maybe even flip this by the end of the season. We don't know, but don't be surprised. So that kind of covers it for right now. Those are our updates. We're in the middle of trade deadline, so obviously, you know, there's a lot going on, but those are some of the highlights from the games. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.